0: There's a code I live by. There is? It goes like this. Sometimes the ride can be more exciting than the destination.
1: Oh, yeah, that's. I wish that like had you. been my
0: yearbook quote. I wish it had been. <laughs> Instead, my quote was, please don't hit me. No. <laughs> hey. Well, guess what? I'm bringing up all this for a reason. The 2024 Nissan Pathfinder can take you from muddy jungle paths to rolling sand dunes. But it's not about where you go. Don't you get it? In a Pathfinder, the real excitement comes from getting there. Yeah. It's the journey, man. Chase bigger adventures with Pathfinder. Seven drive modes and available intelligent four-wheel drive. Seven drive modes.
1: That's a lot of drive modes. Well,
0: specifically seven, yeah. Yeah. And bring the fun with you with Pathfinder. 6,000 pounds of towing capacity. And I love Six to tow. 6,000 pounds. What? Visit, I like to tow stuff. But you
1: don't tow anything. Yes, I
0: do. I'm going <laughs> to buy a boat tomorrow and tow it. <laughs> I'll never put it in the water, but I'll tow it and I'll use it. I'll tow it in my Pathfinder. Hey, visit NissanUSA.com to learn more. Intelligent four-wheel drive cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Towing capacity varies by configuration. See Nissan Towing Guide and Owner's Manual. For additional information, always secure cargo. You got to secure cargo.
2: Hi, my name is Tracy Morgan. I feel great. I feel great to be here with Conan.
0: Oh, that's so nice. You're supposed to say you feel, you know, great to be my friend, but you you skipped over that.
2: Well, I feel bloated, really.
0: I was gonna say, <laughs> I feel bloated. <laughs> I feel bloated. Is it gas? Do you have a gas I issue? I think it's gas. I think it's gas. Fall is here. Hear the yell. Back to school.
3: Ring the bell. Shoes, walking blues, climb the fence, books and pens. I can tell that we are going to be friends. Yes, I can tell that we are going to
1: be friends.
0: Hey there, and welcome to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, the podcast that aims to please. <laughs> Uh, I'm just trying out various <laughs> slogans. That one that came into my head, uh, that's no good. It, we don't really aim to please, sorry about that. No. Uh, the uh, uh, water resistant no. uh, and safe around children, No. No? Uh,
1: no? What, the podcast is?
0: I don't know, let me try again. Yeah. Hey there. And welcome to Conan O'Brien oh, Needs a
1: I liked that. I'm so sorry. I thought you were doing more slogans. I Oh,
0: oh no, I was really going to start again. I thought you guys wanted to be too. No, we were just playing. No, along. I
1: liked what you were doing. Let me doing. try again.
0: All right. Well, all right. Let's well, shut up. Let's right, go. All right, all right. Don't tell a woman to shut up, Gorley. Here oh, we go. Sorry. <laughs> and stop doing a Conan impression. Okay. <laughs> Whew. <laughs> right. Here we go. Hey there. And welcome to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, the podcast that gets it right every time. <laughs> Whoa, (laughs) I'm trying. (laughs) Bold statement. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but I do sometimes (laughs) think we need a slogan or something. And uh, you know, the New York Times has all the news that's fit to print. And I think we need something like that because I think a recent study shows that most Americans turned to Conan O'Brien needs a friend for their news. No. So I think, yeah. I
1: didn't even know the New York Times had a slogan.
0: When was the last time you saw a newspaper? Your generation doesn't see newspapers, right?
1: Well, no, they. It says all not, the news that's fit what do you to mean, print. See, yeah, it, okay.
0: Most things used to have a slogan, you know, okay. like the Titanic. You can't sink me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> The Hindenburg. <laughs> I'll never blow up. Um, <laughs> things had slogans, uh, and 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 I just thought, "Hey, welcome to Conan O'Brien needs a friend. Uh, this, you know, the podcast that aims to please, and, and, and your aim will help."
3: You, you know, um, you've actually used oof. that slogan before because we did a segment where you talked about how it aims to please and pleases to aim.
0: Did
1: yeah. I say that? Yeah. You oh. really want to please, but yeah. I don't think it, it's working. Come, come for Matt and Sona, stay for Conan. <laughs>
0: or come for Conan, stay for Matt and Sona. Hey. How about Conan O'Brien needs a friend. We're the show. We got the goods. Oh boy! Oh, uh, this uh, has to potentially fit on roll a mug. Of yeah. Uh, where the hold on? Wow, that was terrible. That uh, did
1: not sound good. You had time too. You had some time.
0: You know what I love to do something. is promise something big. My favorite thing to do when I was uh, on a basketball court as a kid was to say, "Check this out," and take a crazy shot and miss completely. I thought that was uh, the funniest thing in the world. Yeah. To yeah. promise something with great confidence. Remember, I used to do that all the time in the office, all the years we were making late night TV. If anybody had a football, I'd call for it in like what I thought was a really cool, confident way. Yeah. Like, hey, you know, uh, go long, go long, down here, I'm open. And then they would throw it to me and I would completely (laughs) flail my arms and miss it as badly as I could (laughs) and act like, how did you, God damn it, watch it. (laughs) And, that just always made me laugh. Uh, no one else probably, but me. But I like the I like coming in with a lot of confidence. Conan O'Brien needs a friend. The yeah. podcast where you cast the pod. We Ooh. pod the- c-
3: Okay, let's the- try this again. I'm gonna count to three and I want you to come in with so much gusto and then don't think of a slogan. Whatever comes out, comes out. One, two, three,
0: go. Hey there and welcome to Conan O'Brien needs a friend. If you've got corn, we've <laughs> got cheese and it's cheddar all the way. <laughs>
3: That's it, put it on the mugs. <laughs> <laughs> if you've got corn, we've got cheese, and it's cheddar oh all the way. That's brilliant yeah. because it tells you about the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's pithy mm-hmm. and yeah. brief.
0: And it's the way kids talk today.
3: That's right.
0: I swear to God, I just, one of the things that I think has made me such a successful recording artist is that I listen. Uh, yeah, When I go places, I listen to what's happening around me and just absorb it, um, even at my advanced age. And I'm constantly hearing kids say like, hey, you've got the corn, and we've got the cheese and it's cheddar all the way. That's something that's happening out there. Oh. And I'm just mm-hmm. reflecting like any great artist, I'm reflecting back what I'm hearing.
3: Where were you right. when you
0: heard that? At a Renaissance fair. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, a, a man in the corner who was dressed as a knight had just had a very, he was having a stroke. He was fine. They got him. <laughs> They got him some anticoagulants, <laughs> but he just out of nowhere said, "You know, you we've got the call, and it's cheddar all the way." You know, he he couldn't even say it right at that point. But he's fine now. I don't want to say I'm. He's he's better than fine, and. uh He's uh, he's now an Olympic athlete, so everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: my God! What does it say that that Matt was like? Don't think, just say it. And you said just complete nonsense. Yeah. I mean, should we be concerned about? Were you that
3: man having the stroke in the suit of armor?
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: you should be uh, concerned about me the way they were concerned about Picasso
1: oh, when God. he started uh, okay
0: his hmm. cubist movement. Yeah. Let's wrap so, this up. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. who's you know. on the show today? Well. Someone who probably wouldn't tolerate anything that I just said. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have a terrific guest. My guest today is a hilarious actor uh, and comedian and just a hilarious human being who is a cast member on Saturday Night Live and starred in the hit NBC series, 30 Rock. Now you can see him in the TBS series, The Last, OG. Oh, I am thrilled to talk with him today. Tracy Morgan, welcome. I got to say, there are very few people that make me as happy when I see them in person as you. You always delight me. You are so crazily funny and it just comes off of you. It's like sunshine. It makes me happy. You You know, I don't know what that is. And I remember when COVID first broke out and I started to have to do interviews on Zoom and I remember thinking, this is going to be terrible. These interviews on Zoom are going to be terrible. And you were one of the first people to come on. Right. And I don't know if you remember this, but you were in front of a fish tank. A shark tank. A shark. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend I you. I told you it's not a fish tank, man. It's a fish shark tank. Fish tanks is something you
2: buy at Petco's. Right. That's a fish tank. A fish bowl is something you win at Coney Island.
0: Okay. I got a
2: shark tank. Uh, yes. You got a 20, shark tank. 20,000 gallons.
0: It was a twenty. Th- you were, and, and was this in your house? Where is in your this? House. It's in your, you have a shark in your house. In
2: my back room, I turn my pool, my my whole pool house. Yeah. Into a shark tank, an aquarium.
0: Okay. so I'm, it's huge. You did this interview in front of a shark tank, and you were so funny, and I was laughing so hard that I think I lost pieces of lung. Pieces of <laughs> lung came out. And I thought- Oh my God! Zoom interviews are going to be great, and then none of them were that funny again. You were were the best one, yeah. You you were the first, and you were the best. And for the rest of COVID, I was yelling at guests over Zoom. You know Tracy Morgan? I just shout (laughs) that at them. Hey, Meryl Streep, what's the matter? Can't you get it up to Tracy Morgan levels? She was Um, very offended. Hey
2: man, we was doing some great stuff that day on that show. Yeah, me
0: and you. Yeah. But this today we're gonna take it even higher. First of all, I wanna know how are you doing? How are you? Mentally, physically? Well,
2: first I got hit by a truck. Yeah, then I uh, got <laughs> hit by a pandemic. <laughs> then I got hit by a pandemic. Yeah, uh-huh. So if so I you tr- stuck today,
0: yeah. don't blame the truck. So you're saying it you were hit by the truck and that was your excuse for a while. And a legitimate excuse, you got hit by a truck, but then the pandemic came along. Yeah, hit hit us too. Yeah. And so what was worse, getting hit by the truck or hit by the pandemic? I think the
2: pandemic, because uh, toilet paper was out of the window.
0: Yeah. You could still, after you were hit by
2: the truck, you could still get some toilet paper. Like I told you, the pandemic never affected the ghetto. Right was always toilet paper there, and if you didn't have toilet paper, you to use a brown paper bag.
0: I didn't know that. That's the backup plan. <laughs> hey, your butt got to get wiped. <laughs> the butt has to get wiped. So you're saying during the height of the pandemic, when none of the rest of us could get toilet paper, you're saying Not in the ghetto? The ghetto, they had no problem. The newspaper. I'm a New Yorker. Okay, I'm a New Yorker. Uh huh. Frank's
2: sauerkraut, onions, and we never eat sitting down. <laughs> <laughs> you never eat sitting down. You never judge a man by what he drinks, only how he holds it.
0: Okay. Oh, okay. This is good wisdom. This is beautiful. Only with...
2: how he holds it. Okay. You judge a man by how he holds drink. I... If he holds his drink up here, he's brand new.
0: Right. But if he got that drink right down there. So down we're on a podcast trying to so explain. Down by the hip. Yeah. Down by the hip means you're cool. Yeah. You've been now doing you it tell for a me while. when I drink I hold my drink with both hands, like little raccoon paws, and I put it up near my face and I usually and I usually have a straw. A little rookie. I have a straw coming out of my beer sometimes. I'll have be You
2: don't drink beer with a straw. I know. You never do that. you gotta be on a corner strangling a court. Uh Uh-huh. A court of O English. (laughs) (laughs) That was my thing. Old
0: English eight hundred. Okay. This is a That's
2: when I learned how to handle my liquor. Old English. You got to know how to handle your liquor. Okay. And then I got on Saturday Night Live in the English. Oh, English. Yeah. Turned into champagne. And oh. That's when I became an alcoholic. <laughs> okay,
0: that's the cheer. Saturday
2: Night li- the- Live turned me into an alcoholic. Is that true? Yes. Yeah, Can true. I say that? That's because the, most- the parties. You know when you do live <laughs> television, it's like getting shot out of a cannon. Yeah. Yeah, Like getting shot out of a cannon. And then there's a party. Yeah. And the parties were entirely too late. Yep. And when you get to the party, because you was on the show, everybody you see in me go, yo, you want me to buy you a drink? And I started drinking.
0: Yeah. So you went from Old English 800. To champagne. To champagne. You never, never. went back to Old English. I quit. Not never.
2: Then I quit. I got t- two DUIs and I quit. Good for you. Good for you. I mean, when I got my DUIs, he said, walk the line. And I looked at the cop. I said, can I curse here? Yeah. I looked at the cop when I was walking the line. You, remember, uh-huh. you know, they make you take the line test. Yeah,
4: I've heard about this. I yeah. I said,
0: move your foot, motherfucker. You said that to the cop? Yep. While well, he's giving he you going, a DUI he, test? He told me, "I'm you going down, street punk. Not a good move, I'm guessing. Nah. Nah.
2: nah. And I got to the AA meetings. Mm-hmm. I was like, you guys are crazy. I had to get a drink <laughs> after the AA meeting. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> I said, you don't do that shit when you drink.
0: When you drink, you just fall asleep. Uh-huh. That was crack. That made you burn that fucking house down. My guess is they probably escorted you out of AA. Is that right? Kicked me out. Yeah. They didn't
2: escort me. They kicked me out. They kicked you out. I tried they to put a nice out. spin on it. I, I, I just, my name always coming up in everything. hmm You know? Okay. My name is always coming. They stormed the Capitol. My name come up. Michelle Obama gets pregnant, my name comes up. Now,
0: hold on a second. A, I don't think your name came up. My name
2: is coming up. Two girls in a cup, my name
0: comes up. Okay, okay,
2: All I did was give them a piece of paper and say, call this (laughs) number, well, you done. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't make them girls
0: put doodle on them. Okay, okay. I did, Conan. I just gave him a little piece of paper with a number on so it. So you're responsible for the two girls in a cup. They tested on missiles in North Korea? My name come up.
2: I don't Remind me to remember. call Kim when I get out of here.
0: Okay. So you're saying that gotta you, get, talk to Kim. you get blamed for a lot of stuff. Everything.
2: Everything. 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 You get blamed. You see how they stormed the Capitol? Yeah. You want to see 800,000 white people go crazy? Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. It was one black dude, and he wasn't even down with it. He just wanted to steal a TV. <laughs> The Palazzo so, office. So that, you were not, TV. you
0: were not there. You were not there at the storming of the Capitol. Do you promise that you were my not? My name
2: came up. And my name come up in it. Well. I ain't tell them to
0: storm that Capitol. <laughs> were you hanging out with them beforehand? Were you hanging out with the people that stormed the Capitol before? We was the-
2: talking about it.
0: Uh, you were in we that group. We talked we had a little campfire and we talked about it. <laughs> I tell them to, to storm. I never said storm. <laughs> so you were camping we with the guys that stormed the Capitol, that's it. and you guys were just shooting the
2: shit. Seeing the guy with the paint on his face. Yeah,
0: up? yeah. We were just
2: talking about it. You were just talking about it. I never said storm anything.
0: Right. You maybe talked about maybe go over there. We make could a- storm the grocery store, the 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 deli. Yeah, but I didn't say
2: storm the Capitol.
0: Okay. Well, then we cleared up that one. You know, I'm gonna be president one day, right? You're gonna be president. You think? I could you- run. You could run for president? Run, Trey, run. Is that what people tell you when you That's see them? That's what a lot of people tell me. Really? You think with your background, you could run for president? You
2: know I mean, president's presidents got a felony? <laughs> I could still become president <laughs> with that felony. <laughs> Why not? I think you could, actually. A lot of presidents got misdemeanors and felonies. They Come do? On? I didn't Obama know that. Obama sniffed cocaine in college. No, I don't think he- He did. He said he did it enthusiastically. I thought he smoked pot. Not like he did. Like he he didn't do it enthusiastically. It's Not like he went to the party and saw some lines and said, "Oh man, I gotta sniff it." Yeah, he did it enthusiastically.
0: Well, it's good to approach all
2: recreational activities with enthusiasm. Everybody got a life before they become who they become.
0: Exactly. Yeah, and you've had quite a life before you became who, Tracy me? Morgan. Yeah, I did a
2: lot of stuff. Man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, kids, I got.
0: How many kids you got?
2: On the books or off. Let's go off the books. All of them. About 33, 34. You've got 34 kids. Yeah, I'm a good daddy, man. You I kn- even come back and see them
0: every couple of years. <laughs> do you know all their names? I break water. What are you talking about? I'm talking about my women. When you're wi- okay. And you break I the
2: water? Yeah, I break water. I cut umbilical cords. That's just what I do. Okay. For a living. You get paid. I break water and I cut umbilical cords. You get
0: paid to uh, have break these- Break water and
2: I cut umbilical cords.
0: Even if the kid ain't mine, I'm there cutting. Yeah. Oh, even if the cut child is not yours. That's what I do professionally. I Wait, cut. Wait, so, so someone will be having a baby uh, and and right suddenly in. Tracy Morgan uh, comes sliding into the uh, room- And cut the umbilical cord. Do you cord. bring your own- a lot of dads don't know how to do it. I know how to cut. So you stuff. don't even wait to be asked. You just come on in. I'm right there. I'm a professional umbilical cord cutter. You're good at it. Yes. Yeah, Do you bring professor. your own scissors?
2: Yeah, they're golden. You have golden scissors. hmm Okay. Um, professional umbilical cord cutter and water breaker. Okay. That's the title of my whole job.
0: Okay. Look, we all looking at me. <laughs> people are looking she at like, me. She's like, yeah, she's looking at me. You know, I got to say. Tracy, I've known you a long time. We've Mm -hmm. known each other a long time. Right. Uh Uh-huh. And I know that you have patterned all of your comedy after me. You learned everything from me. Absolutely. Because everyone says, people look at me all the time and they go, Tracy Morgan's completely ripping you off with his style of comedy.
2: Don't listen to him. Let it go. Listen, listen, listen. The student, the master, Mm -hmm. that's me and you. The master, the student. I'm like Bruce Lee. Mm Mm-hmm. You see that? Yeah, I saw the that. Dragon move. technique. That
0: was just you sort of crane making your- Crane versus monkey. Crane versus monkey.
2: That's what I've learned from you, the
0: crane. So you feel like I'm your, your master that uh, yeah. that taught you this amazing martial arts? Taught me
2: a lot. The master taught the, the student mm-hmm. the crane technique of comedy. <laughs> the you, monkey technique of comedy, you have not, style.
0: You haven't said one reasonable thing since we started talking. You have I, not said one slightly reasonable thing. Everything he said- That's not going to happen. Has been total bullshit. <laughs> Absolutely. Our, you are a professional umbilical cutter. Uh, Michelle Obama's pregnant. but uh, if You, look you at stormed it, Tony, the Capitol. Look at the stuff we've
2: talked about. Uh-huh. Sitting right here. Our conversation jumped a million times.
0: It was beautiful. It was a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to need a transcript later to find out what happened. Absolutely. You always need that with me. Um, I think I first met you. you I came miss
2: on- you late night. I miss you. I know. I've that's done nice a of lot you. of late night in my life. I could honestly say doing it with you was the best. Well, thank you. I always look forward. I, I would ask my public, well, so what am I going to do, Conan? You and Howard Stern, that's the two I love working with.
0: Well, that's really nice of but you But with say. you
2: was different.
0: We get into a thing. Yeah, we would always get into a thing. And one of the things I noticed about you that I loved is you would come out and you'd be outrageous and you wouldn't make eye contact with me. You know what? You're, you were always, and I asked you once, hilarious. But every time you'd say something, you'd look off to the side and then you'd look off to the other side. Because you loved it. I loved it. And you I loved it when I left your world. I know. And I would say to you afterwards, what, what are you doing when we talk You don't look at me. You look out at the crowd to the left, and then you look to the right, and you look to the left, and you're hilarious. But it's funny. It's completely unique to you. And you said, I'm checking them out. I'm checking in with my people, and I'm checking them out.
2: What I was doing was going back to the ghetto. In the ghetto, you can't trust nobody. And you got to keep your eyes open. And that's what I was doing. And it started on your show. You would come on my
0: show, and you would feel like I got to keep in.
2: Because I had to watch the band. I knew that dude. The guy playing the bass, I knew him. <laughs> Mike Merritt. I knew you him. You knew I, Mike I knew Merritt. Mike. Mike yeah. was out on the streets. I knew Mike when he was on the
1: streets. <laughs> I knew Mike when
2: he was on the streets. I knew Mike when he was on the streets.
0: Uh-huh. It's hard to keep an eye on him. You had to keep an eye on him. But it was so funny because you have such a natural comedic rhythm. It's just you. You didn't learn it from anybody. I know well, you have- I got I know it you from have, my dad. Oh, you did?
2: I got all my sense of humor from my dad. My dad did stand up, like I said, in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. He would do comedy. And to do stand up, my dad had more talent in his pinky than I got in my whole body. My father could do dialect, and he was incredible. Mm-hmm. So to do stand up comedy in that environment under those situ- circumstances, mm-hmm crazy funny, Richard Pryor funny. Mm-hmm. So I would be up under my dad. I wasn't learning nothing from my friends. You know just as much about anything as I do. But when I was under my dad, I was a roadie in his band at a young age. So I would watch him and the guys in the band talking, and I thought it was incredible. I didn't really know what they was talking about, but I just knew it was incredible because I, I, they'd start laughing, and, and I would just watch everybody. And I just got... Everything for my father. That's amazing. My moms could sing and she was funny too. Right. My moms was hilarious. My moms, when we start jonesing on each other, all the kids, my moms would
0: jump in there. Everyone asks me and I tell them, and I don't care where you're from, what your background is, but you learn comedy when you're a kid. If you could be the one at the table that was getting everybody laughing the most. If
2: you aimed your sense of humor at an uncle and you got him. mm -hmm. Laughing is infectious. Everybody yep. else starts to laugh. Right. And it's all of that leads to stand up. Right. 5,000 people, 6,000. Well,
0: people. to me, what I notice is that it doesn't really matter. Like the feeling I got if I made 4,000 people at the Chicago Theater laugh versus the feeling I got if I made my family laugh at the table, it's kind of the same. It's the same feeling.
2: Michael Jackson was great, but Michael he could perform in front of a million people in the audience. Mm-hmm. It was difficult to, for him to be one on one,
1: right? As you've seen, right? You see. right. He,
2: he clam. He started talking like this, and but when he's on stage, he's a dynamo because that's his world, right? And nobody could touch him in his world, right? And it's the same for me and you. Yeah, when we're in front of four or five thousand people, nobody could touch us. We're in a zone. We're in a world. We're in a world, and that's how I feel when I did your show.
0: I'm gonna ask you something because we've just gone through. I mean, we're coming up on, it's hard to believe, two years of COVID, and it just shut down life before me. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine you not being in front of a crowd. Have you gone back yet? Yeah, I went back this weekend. Did you talk to anybody before you went back out there? No. And that's just
2: my process. I don't know what Eddie's—I don't know what your—I don't know what nobody else— but This is my process, and I trust it. Did you talk to Eddie Murphy? You guys close? That's my dude. We were just talking the other day. We was—with uh with, with me and Eddie— We liked Eddie is the smartest man I ever met in my life, and he has a photographic memory. Mm -hmm. I remember when he hosted Saturday Night Live. I went in his dressing room, say what's up, and he was looking at the honeymooners like I do. Right, the honeymooners. Ralph puts me to sleep every night for the last couple of years. Yeah, I love the honeymooners. That's me because I my life is not all funny. It was really sad. Yeah, so I know how to go from funny to. This,
0: That's, yeah, because Ralph Cramden, when you think about it, and that the thing was the most. That made depre- you
2: look at the show every week is when he looked at his wife and mm-hmm. said, "Baby, you're the greatest." Yeah, yeah, I'm watching this next week. I'm watching it,
0: but you know, you look at it. You look at that TV set, the 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 apartment. Mm -hmm. On The Honeymooners. It's the most depressing set in the history of television. Well, it was
2: in the 50s. Lauren Michaels told me about it. I was talking to Lauren about it one day.
0: He said they didn't have ice boxes in the 50s. They had refrigerators. Right. They made it intentionally as drab and sad looking as possible. And nothing ever goes Mm -hmm. right for Ralph Cramden. But it's hilarious. So to me. Every week he tried. Yeah.
2: And if you look at the last OG, that's what it is. Yeah. One episode, the first season, I'm looking at Tiffany, and I'm talking to Tiffany Haddish, and I said, baby, you're the greatest. Mm -hmm. That was older Ralph. Yeah. I wanted to say that on TV so long.
0: Sona, where else can you go surfing and skiing the same day, huh?
1: I don't know.
0: Or check out a world-class art museum and then camp at a dark sky sanctuary that night, huh? Yeah. Yeah, where else can you hike through Redwoods and then get a luxury spa
1: treatment? Where?
0: Well, you live there, California. <laughs> California, Sona. No matter where California. you go across the state, you'll find a way to play. I'm a California resident. So are you- Sona, you are a lifelong California resident.
1: I'm a lifer. I love this place. This
0: is a beautiful state. Gorgeous. So many different, wonderful ecosystems in one state. You can hang out by a Palm Springs pool. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. This is unbelievable. I've been talking about this idea for years.
1: I know. I want you to explain it more. I can. Okay.
0: With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required access from anywhere. I had this idea years ago. (laughs) I was telling people no one listened to me. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems. Remember when I said that? Yeah. Because you've got one unified Unified business business management management suite. suite. You said that. Yeah. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move.
4: So do the math, man. Yeah. See how you'll profit with NetSuite.
0: Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one of a kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks head to netsuite.com slash conan netsuite.com slash conan i'm gonna say it one more time just for emphasis netsuite.com slash conan you know what's amazing to me let me tell you one thing which is that i one of my comedy heroes um and it's crazy uh but bob newhart Bob Newhart. I love Bob Newhart. So smart. So, um, he was just and, on SNL. He's incredibly he's smart. Absolutely. Incredibly smart. And, uh, and, and, and really revolutionized uh, a lot of comedy in his own way. And I asked him once, who was the best standup you ever saw? And without missing a beat, he said, Richard Pryor. And it's so fascinating to me that, and, and what's amazing is how it just, dr- it jumps over every barrier. You know, I
2: always wanted to be like that. I wanted. Everyone to come see me, not just black people, everyone to come see me and laugh and laugh. So that's what I patterned myself after was Richard, but who didn't? You did, I did, who didn't? But he bombed. But if you look at still smoking, he's bombing. In a club right here in New York in the 70s. And it's the funniest thing I've
0: ever seen. Well, I think watching a really good comedian bomb is hilarious. Oh, my goodness. It's, there's nothing funny. I'm going funnier. down in flames. Yeah.
2: Mayday, 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 mayday. And I'm taking people with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking you with me. Well, that's, if I go down, <laughs> you're going down
0: with me. It is so funny when someone's bombing because- I'm up here fighting
2: for my life.
0: Yeah, Exactly.
2: You fight for your life (laughs) (laughs) This moment right here Is gonna prove Whether you gonna Become something or not Yeah And you gotta fight for your And my idea Conan If I'm going down You going down with me.
1: When I first got (laughs) in show business, I would get on the
2: stage and I would see the skinniest dude in the front row. And I would say to that skinny dude in front of all these people, if they don't laugh at my shit, I'm going to fuck you up. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how I broke the ice. That was me. You asshole, that was me. You know how much a polar bear weighs? No. Enough to break the ice. (laughs) And then I got on (laughs) SNL and I seen Will Ferrell. (laughs) Will Ferrell Uh gave- he gave me my fearlessness.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. That's when I started taking my shirt off. He was fearless. He would come to pitch me. Did you know you was there? Yeah. He would come to Lauren Michaels and Lauren is sitting there eating his popcorn. and. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just let me tell you, Lauren has a ritual where he eats popcorn, popcorn. out of a bowl. It has no it salt or. Yeah, and, and he takes little bites and you're, t- you're pitching him your idea and he's. But where would
2: it- come in a full armored suit? i still full fucking- Dressed I, up
0: like a knight? It started from
2: the pitch. Yeah. And I learned that. And I started doing funny pitches. Right. Hilarious pitches. And it goes to the table, and then it goes to the floor, and then it goes to the air dress, then it goes to the air. That's the evolution of it.
0: But you know, and all your characters and all the stuff that you did on SNL, my favorite thing was Brian Fellow. He's the naturalist. I love about animal, And it's such a part of you he'd always get into this imaginary fight and a feud with the animal who hadn't done anything. But that's so you because what I learned a long time ago is start some kind of conflict when you get up there. But you were getting into these arguments with these animals that hadn't done anything. (laughs) And you were pissed. And it was so fantastic. I
2: love doing those characters, but the one that was closest to me was Woodrow. Yeah. In a sewer. You yeah. got the girl, boy boy gets girl boy, girl, boy loses girl. And it was that. That was my life. That was the closest one. He was very close to me because yeah. he got the girl. Then he lost her.
0: So it's fascinating because what you basically just told me is that I think of you as being completely fearless. And you said when you got to SNL, you were inspired somewhat by Will Ferrell because Will Ferrell would take his shirt off. Will Ferrell, I mean- Will Ferrell has those Love dead, Will. he has those dead eyes. You know, I've always said to people, the secret to Will, in my opinion, he's hilarious and he's brilliant. His eyes. his eyes, there's, he can make his eyes go completely dead. And I start laughing. So he would come on my show. He came on my show once and he had a big bird, like a cockatoo on his shoulder. <laughs> and, the, and he told me, we're not talking about the bird. So I tried to have a normal interview with him and you know him with the dead eyes. And every now and then the bird would go, and i go like, you know about the bird? And he'd say, we're not talking about the bird, Conan. His whole thing was play it straight, Sam. Yeah. Play it straight. Play it straight. When you play it straight, they, they fall out. But I think that is something, you have this great energy and this ability to, you completely 100% believe in what you are saying and what you're doing in that moment as absurd as it is so you can go on when you start talking I end about I'm
2: dealing with this dude on the base. I'm having this conversation with you but I'm dealing I'm keeping my eye on him.
0: On the bass player in the and band. I made them yeah. Laugh. yeah. Yeah, that yeah you was wouldn't me look you. you wouldn't look at me and then you'd take offense to things that No one would take offense to, and (laughs) you'd be suspicious of things that you know. And I was just like, "This is fantastic!" And and this is one of the reasons why I think Tina Fey, who I have an enormous amount of respect for, for so many reasons, but she figured out how to let you be you on Thirty Rock.
2: My sister, because the gods weren't really writing for me on Saturday Night Live, Mm -hmm. and then when she came, she said, "Wait a minute, there's a diamond right here." And she figured out with Judge Judy and uh, The View. And she started casting me in these sketches. And she saw. And then that's when everybody started writing for me. Mm-hmm. But I came up with Give Me a Soda, Bitch. I came up with that. <laughs> I knew Lauren Michaels is non-conflictual. He doesn't like the conflict. Mm-hmm. So one day, me and him was in the elevator by ourselves. It's me and him going upstairs. Mm-hmm. And he was standing in front of me. And behind him, I was just smiling. And I know he felt that, and I felt the tension there. So then I went to pitch, and I pitched, give me a soda, bitch. Because <laughs> it was true. But then when I did it, Conan, I was afraid. Because where I come from, if you call your boss a bitch, you get fired. Right. So I had to talk with Lauren. Because they all thought it was funny. It went to dress. It went to rehearsal. And then I said, Lauren, I spoke with him at 3 in the morning on a writing night. Mm-hmm. And I said, Lauren, I'm, I'm kind of... Caught up about this, you know, saying give me because I I love Lauren. Lauren is like my dad. Yeah, I literally called him my my pops. Yep, you know what I mean. After when I came out and I hosted after the accident, I called him daddy in front of millions of people. I love you like I love my daddy. So he said. I said, Lauren, where I come from, if you call your boss a bitch, you get fired. And Lauren looked at me and said, No, I'm not really a bitch. We're doing this sketch. And that was <laughs> that was that was, you know, for me, that was the blessing. Yeah. So yeah. when
0: I did it, I went all out. Well, I think that's the other thing that Lauren's proven time and time again is he knows how to let people. He's not talking do their to thing. you the
2: first two years.
0: Yeah. You gotta prove yourself on a set. Well he used to I used to pass him in the hallway and he'd say, Still with the show. Like that was his way of letting me know. Oh, Stay with I, the show. I was still with the show. I thought we would let you go, and that was his way of. And I knew I was doing well and getting a lot of stuff on, but it was his way of. And then finally, I'm. It was about after about a year and a half or so, he drifted back and he, he never came said into that my
2: to the actors. He come at y'all, yeah, the writers and stuff, yeah. He cursed you out. The pictures co-starring in the sky. or that he knew we were under a tremendous amount of pressure just performing it. Yeah. But his writers are his writers. Yeah. Those are his babies. Yeah. So he come at y'all before he come at
0: us. Now you did. You got in this famous accident, terrible accident, and right. you were really, uh, you know really in bad. You were really me? in bad shape. What the doctor you tell know,
2: you? No, my lawyer told me this. Ben Morelli, he said, "Uh, two biggest accidents in the world was yours and Princess Diana's. That was Walmart at the time. Walmart was the third biggest corporation in the universe. Mm-hmm. Apple, mobile, mobile, Exxon." Mm-hmm. Apple and Walmart. Mm-hmm. Now it's the fourth because of Amazon. Mm-hmm. But that's why I'm out there on the turnpike looking for Amazon truck, man.
0: <laughs> wait, you're trying to get hit by an Amazon I'm truck? I on my beach chair and I just wait. <laughs>
2: like Amazon, I'm trying to go. You're,
0: a- wait, so let me picture this: you're sitting on the side of the turnpike, highway in yeah. a beach chair. You got I your champagne. For the right if I get 18 <laughs> on Amazon,
2: I'm paying for life. I'm a billionaire. I'm a billionaire. If I survive it, I'm a billionaire. <laughs> if I survive it,
0: I'm a billionaire. Okay. So, and then uh, they, your doctor, I know you went right to your lawyer, but I tried to go to your medical condition first and then your legal condition. I love how I say, so you're, and you were like, forget what the doctor said. Listen, My lawyer came heal, in. bones heal,
2: bones heal. But when you got traumatic brain injury, uh-huh. uh-oh. That's uh-oh when you mess with somebody's mind. Yeah. So when I came back, I didn't even know how to eat. I Really? Didn't know how to, no, I didn't. They had to teach me how to eat. They had to, I remember all of that like it was yesterday. I'll never forget it. I had to walk. I had to learn how to sit down. I had to learn how to do a lot of things. I was really bad. Really bad.
0: Did you think you would uh, perform again?
2: No. I was afraid. I was scared. I remember being home in my wheelchair watching the 40th anniversary, crying.
0: 40th anniversary of SNL. Very afraid
2: yeah. and crying, especially when Alec and Tina gave that speech about me.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I just broke down. I broke down. I remember before the 40th, we were talking about what we were going to wear, me and my wife, the lawyers. We were talking about what we are going to wear and all that. Then he went home. Then he came back the next day and said, we're not going. My wife woke up at 4 o'clock in the morning and said, y'all going to do what? No, y'all not. All they need to do is see Tracy Morgan with his pretty wife, waving, smiling. There ain't nothing wrong with him.
0: Oh, I see. They, you, Your lawyer didn't want you to look like you no, were I too healthy. I was helpful. bad. I was bad. He didn't want me to be there, period.
2: Fuck Walmart. He didn't want me there like that. Right. You don't need, nobody needs to see you like this. Right. So he said to me, you want to go via satellite? I said, no. I don't want to be a part of it then. Since I can't be there, no.
0: Yeah. Just went black. So then you end up hosting. You come and my back. daughter
2: was only ten months, so she was just learning how to walk.
0: Right,
2: <clears throat> but she was scared of me when I first came home. I stayed in the bed for two weeks. I don't even remember that. Mm-hmm. I stayed in the bed for two weeks, and then my daughter would come to me because she was scared of the wheelchair. Yeah, and that really hurt me. That really hurt me. And whoa, and she learned how to walk at fourteen months. And when I seen her take a few steps, I got out the wheelchair and my wife screaming, no, no, no. And I took my first two steps. Mm-hmm. So me and my daughter learned how to walk together. Wow. That was my baby. And She's then... my best co-star ever. She's all in the last OG. She's through the whole season. My best co-star
0: ever. How, when you, how do you get back on stage after something like that? How do you host Saturday Night Live? I you...
2: remember when I host, when I first went back on stage after the accident, I was hosting Saturday Night Live. And we were at rehearsals,
0: Mm -hmm.
2: and then that night I decided, let's go to the cellar. And my boy was like, what? I said, let's go to the cellar. Let's go to the cellar. And I grabbed the mic. I grabbed the mic. I remember. And it felt so good just to be welcomed back. It really did. And that day, I didn't think I was ever going to touch the microphone again. I did.
0: You had real doubt that people—
2: I didn't think I was going to walk again.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I didn't think I was ever going to walk again.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I did. And I just fought. I fought to come out the coma. I see my daughter in a coma, say, Daddy, come back. She was only 10 months old. And I fought, and I came out the coma— then I just wanted to be better. I wanted to be better in my life mm-hmm. as a better person, a better human being to others. That's all I wanted to be. I want. I know he spared my life for a reason. He spared my life for a reason. So now I get back to those who are less fortunate. I give out food. I just gave out like a month ago. We just gave out what? A thousand turkeys with the mm-hmm. fixings, and mm-hmm. I'm partnered with uh, Food Banks of America, and now Amazon is on board, and I'm giving out a thousand dollars to five families, and forty thousand to any organization, and that's what I'm doing. It's December sixteenth, mm-hmm. I'll be doing that, and that's my mission. I'd rather be a good man than a funny man any day. I don't give a fuck about that. Now, when it comes to being a good person, I'm building my house, Conan, and I don't build my house on a bridge because life is just a bridge. I'm building my house on the other side of the bridge, so when I enter this kingdom, I got somewhere to live. Mm -hmm. And my door's always open to you because you're my brother in comedy. You're my comrade because when me and you together out there, we know how to do it. We do it together. I'm not doing this shit by myself, and I know that. I know. Whenever I came on your show, I wasn't going to be by myself. I know. Once I get into a thing, you went right with me, and it turned out to be beautiful. It didn't matter, even when, when there wasn't an no audience. When we did it at my house, and I'm in front of the shark tank, mm-hmm. me, and you did beautiful. You know how to
0: be funny with me. I don't think it's about celebrities either. I think it's just about other people that yeah. know how to do it. So, if I'm and you're the same way, if wherever I am, if I'm uh, if I'm in the bottom of a coal mine and I bump into somebody. Who's got that thing? I just want to be funny with them. To Period. me, to me, well, if I'm almost, at the bottom
2: of a coal mine mm-hmm. and we trapped in there, I'm gonna turn my light helmet on. My helmet, my light, click, and you're gonna be crying. up am so late. We getting you. We in here.
0: We stuck. We getting you. You're not. No, we're gonna do comedy down there. The no, bottom. I'm getting him pregnant. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> turn wait, my if light you're on if you're helmet,
0: wait click. if you're you're trapped at the bottom of a mine. And we're trapped. And you're trapped. You're going to get the other guy pregnant. And there's
2: no way to get out. Oh, he's done. <laughs> he's done. He's done. No women Why did there. you go there? There ain't no women in here. We, we were in the you bottom finished. of the mine
0: that's where it's going to stay at the bottom of that mine. Whatever happens in the trap mine stays in the I trap I thought we mine. had a really inspirational thing going. You were in, te- you were in tears just a few minutes ago Absolutely. and now you're getting a guy Think pregnant about, at the yes, bottom of a mine. Yeah, that's how quick it happens. My
2: <laughs> mind switched to that. Yeah, we trapped in a mine.
0: We trapped in a
2: mine. You done.
0: <laughs> I was crying one minute and now we getting it on. You know what's crazy? Uh, I was thinking about this too too. too, which is, I have met so many people, and I've said it myself, which is that comedy was my survival mechanism. I think you, almost more than anybody I know, literally used it to survive. Like, it saved your life.
2: You got to understand, my oldest brother, Jimmy, Mm -hmm. James Morgan, my oldest brother, he's two years older than me. He's the oldest, I'm the second oldest. He was born with cerebral palsy. Mm -hmm. So he never, his leg, he was always crippled. Mm -hmm. So that was my rage. My brother, seeing my brother that way, seeing my brother with the Forrest come braces on and mm-hmm. not being able to walk. So, when I was in high school, I played football and I ran track so well because he could never do it. Mm-hmm. He would never know what it is to walk regular like me and you.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: He got 11 kids. I mean, his legs might be, we ain't even nothing wrong with his dingling. Ain't nothing wrong.
0: He got 11 kids, but he's crippled. So that was my... Is that a medical term? There's nothing wrong with his ding Ain't Is nothing that, wrong with his ding says that. It says that on the chart? It says... <laughs> that's what the doctor says. Uh, I've but, got to tell you, although your legs are compromised, you've know, done a lot of studies and the MRI shows that the, Well, there's nothing wrong, wrong with, with your ding
2: a <laughs> But I told Eddie, you know, when I got bullied in school, I couldn't say, well, I'm run home and get my big brother. And you come back, and Eddie said, "That's not true. You're funny because God gave you that as a gift." Mm -hmm. So for a long time, I thought I was funny because I couldn't go get my brother. If I got bullied, I would just make the bullies laugh. Right, right. To keep them off for me. Right. To keep them off for me, I got really funny growing up in the ghetto that way. And Eddie said, "No, you're funny because God gave you that."
0: So it doesn't. It doesn't have to come from a dark place. No, it doesn't.
2: We can make fun of our joys. mm Hmm. We can make fun of the joy. A lot of people say that your comedy comes from a, a set. No, it doesn't. That's not true. Yeah. Because we make fun of our joys, too. Yeah. So it doesn't just come from being depressed. and all, It doesn't. We have joy in our lives, but mm-hmm. we wouldn't be alive. You'd be dead. Yes. So I never believe that. I talk about my kids, and they bring me joy. I don't talk about them per se, but I'll talk about things that children do. Because yeah. my children are not, they just
0: like everybody else's children. They do funny shit. That's how it is. When you get up there on stage, how much of it is worked out beforehand or is it shockingly little? Because you're very- No, you, a, lot no one, it is. It, a lot of it is. A lot of it is. So you have like a skeleton of what you're going to work off of, but I know you come up with some great stuff out on there stage. in the moment. And that's the best stuff.
2: Yeah, that's the best stuff. Uh, I cross the line a lot. I do that, but I've created a zone for that.
0: Meaning you know that people seeing you they notice. are aware that that's not really you. You're you're coming at it from this yeah. insane angle. Yeah,
2: I could walk that lane. I could walk on in that lane. When I'm on your show, I know how to be. I know how to do it. I already know that before I even get out there. I know Conan going to be there. He going to hold me down. And we going to rock. And they going to have a great time. And the, the, the laughter is just an appreciation for me and your sense of humor. Mm-hmm. We have our sense of humor without them. But their laughter is just showing an appreciation for it. Period. I love all stand-ups. I know how difficult this can be. Just don't quit. How are you going to do it once and then don't do it again? You can't do that. This is not something you could jump in and out of.
0: So, you know, I've had people come to me and say, I'd like to try comedy. And I think- No, you, don't, not, try you don't try comedy. You don't try it. You don't try it. You it's, just and jump you in. Are, it's not. Yeah.
2: Your sense of humor. Well, God mad. bless us all with a sense of humor.
0: Well, you're getting angry now, and I don't like it. No, I don't problem. want you to think I'm getting angry. You're getting very angry. I'm mad at them. Who's that? You're pointing at the people behind the in the sound yes. in the in the control room. Why Absolutely. are you mad at the Sees what you do? I'm right here across from you. We've had an it's amazing- This guy right here looking at me, Conan. That's Adam Sachs. He's, I don't know why he's looking at me like that. He's just trying to figure out a way to get a podcast out as of you. As long as you, you can, can keep him in check. There's no keeping Adam Sachs in check.
2: Yeah.
0: You've been staring down the people but there's a glass. Let me explain to our listeners. As always, you know, we're here in New York. We're right. talking to you and we're in person and there's this piece of glass and then there's some technicians. There's Adam Sachs who's the <clears throat> podcast whisperer. We got our people he's back. He's on there. the side and he's looking at me. And I don't know why he's doing that. So you're suspicious of him? A little bit.
2: Um they all have sense of humours back there.
0: They've been laughing a lot. Me and you are just more in
2: touch with ours. That's what makes us comedians. Well, I also think not. that's what and makes that's us what better. Makes Adam Sandler, Adam That's what makes him who oh, No yes. one's ever mistaken Adam Sachs for
0: Adam Sandler, by yeah, the way. Adam Never. Sachs. Yeah. He's very.
2: I got to just keep an eye on him. It's good. And to do it the to hat, too. I can watch him. Well, if if guy's to wear I think wearing a hat. Together, I think they
0: may be together. Moving together. Moving and grooving. If you know what I mean. You haven't looked at me once this whole interview. It's incredible. It's okay. Keep looking over. Easy, yeah. I'm right here. I want you to look me in the eye. I want you to deal with me. I'm not dealing. I'm Conan. You've got to Okay, okay, leave Conan. No- but I gotta see if I get beat up in this because he snaps. What happens to me? I protect you. If he hun- let me ask you a question. Yes. If shit got real, we were in trouble. Would you trust me physically to protect you? Do you think I? Do you think I could physically protect I'm you? I'm gonna either
2: see you two places in a hospital or in the precinct because we're going down this rabbit hole together. Period. That's where I come from. Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Best star. Do a da. Take the girl, kill the guy.
0: Jesus. That's where I'm from. That was not the Brookline, Massachusetts you know what it motto. Is? No. This
2: is a cinch to me. Show business is a cinch to me. Before show business, I was making guys that came home that just did 28 years in prison laugh. Right, right. So if I can make them laugh, this is a cinch to me. I've never changed who I was. Whenever you saw Trey, that's who he is. That's what he do. I'm only different with my children. I try tenderness with them. I do, I'm i very tender with my children. So you're not
0: talking this craziness with your children? You're not saying- uh, My daughter is just- My daughter's on my show. She's funny just I like know, me. But, she, but she's not- you, When you go home to your kids- I
2: got to be able to know my kids who they really are. I don't want my kids turning it off and turning it on with me. Right. I'm daddy. I don't want that. I want them to know how to be themselves. If you go into show business, I already, I got a star on the walk. Of Hollywood. I'd rather you be a doctor or a lawyer or a judge. I'd rather that. You but know what? You Let choose. me ask you
0: something. Let me ask you something. I'm the same way. I don't want my kids going into show business. You don't want your kids going into show business. No one who's in show business wants their kids in show in business. show business. Why?
2: Because you know how difficult it is. Yeah. And you know everybody can't handle the door closing in their face.
0: Right. I don't want any, my, my kids' feelings to get hurt, although everybody, my feelings yeah. have been hurt a thousand but times. But we
2: wasn't going to quit. We That's just not in our DNA. Me and you, we're not going to quit. We're going to come harder and funnier and harder and funnier. You never quit. You could have you seen when Lauren Michaels said, you still on the show? Yeah. Most
0: people would have quit. Yeah. Not me, cause my motto is do or die. And if you
2: could blow up Saturday Night Live, and Saturday Night Live is show business, mm-hmm. that's where the best go. And I asked Lord Michael one day, "How come Michael Jackson never did Saturday Night Live?" He said it would have made him too small. Really, it would have made him too small. Just to make he would have made Michael him was a- bigger than TV. Right, right. It was Michael, he got bigger than America. He could perform in America. He wasn't performing in America. You can't do that moonwalk shit here. You know I'm in the record books for boring Michael Jackson. What? I went to see Michael Jackson. I sat in the front row and he started that moonwalk shit. And I said, boo, boo, because we had already saw it. Boo. Wait, you booed Michael I Jackson booed doing Michael. the moonwalk? I'm in the record books for booing him.
4: Well, just I because he see, had done it one time. I
2: want
0: to see something new. It's the moonwalk. I want to see It's Michael new. Jackson doing the I'd moonwalk. I've seen it already. That's ridiculous. Do new material. You wanted him to have another move where he went forward instead of backwards. Yeah, you got it.
4: <laughs> yeah, you got it.
0: Yeah, you got it. How did the crowd react when you booed Michael Jackson they doing the move They tried to up? jump me. They tried to jump you? Got on a T-shirt and said, what about Tito?
2: <laughs> and on the back it said,
0: free little Kim. Okay, now listen to me.
2: What about Randy? Who cries
0: for Randy. <laughs> Who cries for Randy? I cry for Randy.
2: You're the only one. That's sad.
0: Um, You've actually said a couple of things today that I believe, and they're heartfelt, and they're real. And that's amazing to me because most of what you say, you got to admit, is complete bullshit. No one talks crazy like that. As long as the
2: judge buys it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If the glove don't fit, you must acquit. Uh uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And that's your that's your as long as the you judge philosophy. buys it, yeah. I'm free. Yeah. You seem good. I got to say, you seem, you seem happy. You seem centered. You I sm- try to be. And, and you know what? You smell great, by the way. I hugged you when I saw you. What am I smelling there? That's amazing. I don't,
2: I don't know, but my dad always told me, a man must have fragrance on because women love fragrance.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I love when a woman goes, that's you smell like that? That's my way in. Or oh, I keep my shoe untied. They you go, your shoe is untied. And that's the conversation.
0: Wait, that's how, it that's how you that's meet women. That's why wh- I got all them kids. Wait, wait. Your method to meeting women is to leave your shoe untied? Wait, I could do it, that it, and women we, would just say, tie your fucking shoe nah, and then keep walking.
2: That's why you got to hang out with me, man. That's why we got to hang. That's wait,
4: why we
0: wait, this- I, that is your secret is you just leave your shoe untied. And smelling good. And smelling good. What's, yep. the, what's the fragrance? I want to know.
2: I don't have. I have a million of fragrances at the house. I pick one. I put it on. You know what? Be I hugged
0: you when you came in, and I, I swear to good. God, it smelled so good that I went back in time. Imagine I saw. I saw Lincoln get shot. I. I mean, everything. It was incredible. Imagine if you was. A woman. I did. You would I, have had my baby. I almost did when I hugged <laughs> you. Yeah, I, I wanted to have your baby. I know. I you. Know. S- you smelled amazing. You smell incredible. I smell like a monk. What? I smell like I smell like Gundy. I don't know that you smell like I'm Gandhi. I'm trying to break Gandhi's record as far as
2: kids are concerned. Did Gandhi have a lot of kids? He had a lot. He had 30, 40.
0: I don't know if that's
2: even I'm true. I'm trying to break his record. Know, almost, I, I almost broke Eddie's record. How many kids does Eddie have? 10.
0: Trying to break Bob Marley's record. You choose strange records to break. You know, them. like if you're, I'm just think about it. You're a comedian and of course, Eddie Murphy's uh, incredibly talented, amazing uh, powerhouse comedically. But the record you want to break of Eddie's is how Some many babies, children. Yeah. Babies. You
2: imagine if you got that many kids women be like, oh, he make babies. Jesus. I'm old school, man. I don't pull out. I'm old school. I'm like prison. When I come in, I come in. I'm in here. I'm in here and I'm doing life. I'm writing this stuff down. I'm doing life. Is it okay you if- got my children. I'm going to write this Me down. Me you. Who, you now you're, shout-
4: you're shouting at the people again the Hulk, in the sound
2: booth. my woman. You're just- my baby be half black and half white. Wow, beautiful. Look just like her mama. I paint my girlfriend's toenails. That's my thing. What's I like? I like old women. You like old women? How old? 75, 80. Wait,
0: you like a 75 to 80-year-old woman? C-section is thick. Okay, for God's that's sake. That's my thing. Th- so that's you like an old woman? Yeah.
2: That's my thing. Her breast is way down here by her thighs. You like that. That turns you I on. I love it. I love it. As Tina Fey said, she got some tiggo biddies. Yeah.
0: Tiggo biddies. That's a Tina Fey quote, already. Right. You
2: know why I want older women? Because I'm not into young girls no more. You know why? Because old women don't leave you. They just die.
0: <laughs> they so, just die. You don't want a woman who's going to leave you. You. So I don't you- want to be left again. Well, they're still leaving you, just in another way. If you, if she died, you
2: just take fit flowers to her funeral, funeral, the grave.
0: Right, and then people feel sorry for you. And then you got that working for you. Plus your shoes untied. So you, you got the that. shoes untied and I
2: your got technique. But these guys right here, yep. they listening to my technique. He gonna leave his shoes untied. Now, your shoes untied. I listen, listen how, how that sounds. Excuse me. Your shoes untied. It
0: doesn't work. I try. I, I'm gonna try this today. I'm gonna go to the. I'm staying here in New York. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna put the wedding ring in my back pocket and I'm gonna untie my shoe. And no one's gonna say shit to me. They
2: will. No, they won't. You just got to keep your shoes untied. No, does it? See, I got my shoe untied. why she say Yes, Your shoes untied. Why'd she say that? Well, that's Paula Davis, I think. That's you our, know why? That's our you booker, Paula Davis. Paula, is? do
0: you find it? Just nod. Do you find it attractive? She's saying yes. She's give it a thumbs you. up.
2: You know what it was? Uh, In high school,
3: mm-hmm.
2: I used my comedy... For the girls. Mm-hmm. I can sing, and I use my comedy for the girls. So the girls loved me in high school. And then when I got older, it turned into a business. But I still do it for the girls. Yeah. Because women know comedy before men do. Men have egos. So he's going to be here. I'm funnier than him. But women know comedy yep. from the setup. I think you're absolutely right. So if you get the girls laughing, the guys are going to soon follow. That's just it is where I come from. When I'm on your show and I'm being the way I am, Women know that's hilarious. They know it's hilarious. He all suspicious and
0: don't trust her That's hilarious. I knew right away, so I must have a strong feminine side. <laughs> I, knew it was funny. Yes, I knew. I it. knew you were funny right away. I knew it. I, I knew, knew it, it before that you got to the joke. And when I hugged you, I wanted to have your baby. I, I think knew. I have a very strong feminine side that's getting stronger. And every me, day. I knew all of that. Yeah, you knew. You knew about me. I said, "I'm gonna get Conan." Now, hung on in there. We go
2: a long way back. We do. I hung on. Oh, wow. You fixing your hair. I like that. Ooh. Oh, my God. You
0: are so distracted. I know I'm so distracted. Yeah, look at you. You know what? You're gonna, we're going to end this interview, and you're going to look at me. I'm taking my glasses God off. God damn you to, it. Why'd you do that? I want you to look at me. Why'd eyes. you do that? Look at me. I just took my glasses off. Look at me and deal with me. I'm right here. It's not about them. It's about you and me. You and me, when we retire from comedy... We're going to live together.
2: You, you want to?
0: Yeah. We you want to do that? I want to do that. Do you want to live with I me? I want it done. The two of us together in an apartment.
2: I want it done. But okay. then you're probably going to go after my Walmart money. Well, I'd like a piece of it. Nah, no, I'm not sharing that with no one.
0: Okay.
2: But, Conan. Yeah. What was I going to say just now before you distracted me?
0: You were going to say, Conan, you're the best, you're the funniest, and I love you more than I've ever loved anyone else in this world. Absolutely. You said it just like I wrote it. Absolutely. (laughs) Tracy, I love you. I really do. I love you more, Conan. And And you
2: know what the best thing about me and you? What? We're always going to be friends. Being with you, you taught me a lot. And I was comfortable because you were a writer on SNL. Mm -hmm. So you came, you are literally my alumni.
0: That's true. Literally. It's like we were in the army together at different times. But yeah, I think everyone at SNL feels that way. I knew what the drill was. Yeah. I'm happy to be here now. All right. I'm going to hang out with you for the rest of the day. What are we doing?
2: Just hanging. Okay. Whatever. We go to Times Square. We just hang out. I don't want to go to Times Square. Well, my boy runs the Big Apple Circus. We can go over there and watch him
0: walk to a high wire. You know, It doesn't matter. I think people get creeped out if you and I are hanging out on the Big Apple Circus.
2: All right. You, we could go to Benny Hunter's. Oh, I love Benny Hunter's. I know Benny. I went to high school with Benny. <laughs> I
4: know His
2: Benny. Name I know
4: Benny. <laughs> Yo, B.
0: Yo, B, come here. Did you teach you him know? to light stuff on fire? Was that you? That was me. Did you all that? Yeah. I, I, I gave him that technique. All right. Tracy Morgan, I'm going to. Um, I hate to let you go, but I got to let you go because right you on. have other things to do. But, uh, I'll
2: be back.
0: As yeah. long as you're
2: doing this, I'll be back. I
0: will talk to you anytime. And I have a lot of stuff to talk about. And you know what I'll tell you? I will talk to you anytime. I will learn very little. Most of what you say is not true, but uh, you also. But uh, you
2: don't talk to everybody. No, I don't. You just don't. I don't. And everybody ain't doing this show.
0: No. You're a good man. We're shaking hands right now. I love you, Conan. I love you too, man. He's tying his shoe right now. That means he's not gonna get any later on.
2: No, she don't, want me. <laughs> she don't want me.
0: Today's episode is brought to you by Cap'n Crunch. This has meaning for me, okay? Because I grew up as a child obsessed. My brothers and I were obsessed with sugar cereals. We loved Cap'n Crunch. And then when they came out with Cap'n Crunch and Crunch Berries. Oh. I just, its like Oppenheimer. <laughs> I saw a white light and I knew that life had changed forever. And true story, I was just back in Boston visiting my brother, Neil, and not kidding, he is two years older than me. We are grown-ass adults. What do we do? We sit down at our kitchen table in Brookline, Mass., and we both crack open a box of Cap'n Crunch with oh Crunch Berries, God. and we had it together, multiple <laughs> bowls, and I was so happy.
1: Oh, it's nice that you have that. It
0: really is. Break away from the ordinary with Captain Crunch and bring back the spirit of adventure to your mornings. Everyday life can be stressful, but I'm gotta tell you, it's just such a sense memory for me. Not just original Captain Crunch, which is great. Then, Oops All Berries yeah, they came up with.
1: I remember that.
0: Usually I don't eat foods that have oops in the title. <laughs> But when they came up with oops Salt Berries, I was there. Peanut butter. Oh my God. Peanut butter crunch is fantastic. It turns the milk into this cool peanut butter milk. I love it. Join the crew for your next breakfast time crunch venture. That's a word now. Buy Captain Crunch's new cinnamon crunch now at a retailer near you and learn more at captaincrunch.com. Neil, we made it! <laughs> <laughs> We need to discuss something. It's uh, it is well known if you're a regular listener to the podcast that uh, Sona is I don't want to say an amoral person. Come on, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, Sona has committed many crimes. Uh, you've confessed on the TV show to your thefts in the past, your oh. your sordid past, uh, stealing things in stores. And um, before uh, COVID hit, we actually wanted to shoot a remote where we brought you back to all the different stores where you've stolen things. Had you admit to stealing them and then uh, return those goods or pay the cash equivalent? And we were going to do that, but then I think this is the biggest tragedy of COVID.
1: Uh, We weren't (laughs)
0: able to shoot that remote. (laughs) That and, of course, all the loss of life and stuff, um, economy. But but yeah, one of the biggest tragedies of COVID was that we didn't get to shoot that remote. Uh, But we were just chatting and Sona started to reveal- another of her heinous crimes. Okay. And I felt we needed to um, record this because I don't even understand. Yeah, explain this again. Explain
3: this.
1: It's not heinous. Explain this,
0: Grift. Uh, You started to talk about back in the day when you would go to an all-you-can-eat sushi place. Continue, Sona.
1: Okay, so. First of all, it's not a heinous crime. It's, I think it's- Let's
3: call it despicable.
0: Despicable, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Why don't we let the jury decide, the jury being our listeners. Um, okay. And of course, me being the judge, mm. so I can overrule the jury in this weird kangaroo court. Go ahead, Sona, tell us about okay. this- Scam.
1: So if you go to some all you can eat sushi restaurants, some people overorder and then they end up with a lot of extra sushi. So because a lot of people would overorder these sushi restaurants will charge you for whatever sushi you don't eat.
0: Right. Yeah. As they should, because it's not like they can give that sushi to someone else.
1: Right. And, and you know, it's sushi. It's not like you're going to a buffet and like you know, you're like piling up your plate. You're ordering sushi that people are making anyway. Yeah.
0: So this sounds like a very sane and rational yeah, policy. I okay. So that.
1: my my friends and I, we would go to these all you can eat sushi restaurants, and we you know we have a little bit to drink. You know, like you'd are be you are like, you drunk yeah. now? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> you, but you know what I mean.
0: Well, you yeah, you would have a lot to drink or have a massive. Cerebral event. A, bl- so, a brain bleed. Yeah,
1: yeah, the sake's flowing, the Sapporo's flowing, and then you just order too much. And what I would do is I would, when the waiters weren't looking, I would shove all of the extra sushi, which was a lot, into one of the dinner napkins. And then I would like hide it in my shirt or shove it in my purse. And then I'd go to the bathroom and I'd throw it away. What? what? You wouldn't even, you wouldn't, even, even you wouldn't it. You wouldn't take it home and eat it? That's that's you that threw it away. We just you threw ate it away? An all-you-can-eat meal. Why would I want more sushi? And why would maybe I want you purse give it sushi? to somebody?
0: Somebody who, who could oh.
1: eat it. What kind of creep takes out sushi from their
4: purse wrapped in? You head? apparently no. But I mean, first of all, <laughs> just imagine for a second. Imagine that you are a tuna. And you're swimming in the sea, and suddenly you're snared in a net and hauled up. My great
3: purpose, I'm going to be some sushi.
4: You think for a second, well, my life has been short, (laughs) but I see that they're taking me to a sushi restaurant. And before I completely lose consciousness, uh, at least myself, I will create happiness. (laughs) My flesh will go to sustain another species in this great mystery and cycle of life. At least that gives me some joy. Wait, well, they're chopping me now. Okay, I'm still somewhat alive somehow. And they're putting me with some rice.
3: Hi, I'm Bilbo the rare octopus. <laughs>
4: they're bringing me over to these ladies. Oh, well, at least I'm just kind of, I can't believe I'm still kind of alive, but I am. I'm able to see, at least I'm going to go into the mouths of, what? Shoved in a napkin? My entire corporeal form? My body? She's taking me, maybe outside, to give to someone who has no food? Wait, not the ladies' room! Shoved! Shoved in a trash can. (laughs) Jesus, Mary and Joseph. I'm a Catholic tuna
3: fish. Ladies and gentlemen (laughs) of the jury, we rest our case.
0: (laughs) That's awful. That's the worst, Sona, that's the worst thing I've heard. Stop. That is worse. Than that guy that was trying to like people that are faking vaccine cards or making fake COVID serums that don't even work. You're a worse criminal than them. You threw fresh sushi (laughs) into a ladies' room trash can. How recent ago was this? How uh, recent ago? go? <laughs> hey, recent a, a second. There's a
1: se- there's a separate trial. Gorley's <laughs> trial is coming after this no, one. But we'll get to that soon. You, I you, I'm not under oath. <laughs> I it was. You know what? It was. I was working for Conan, so it was within the what? Less, so like, oh. I thought this was something you did when you were sixteen
4: she or seventeen. She learned it from watching Wait, me, I, Dad.
1: Seriously? No. This, I, I thought was this like, was a long time ago. I was like 20s. Sh- Maybe.
4: Working for me, late 20s.
1: Late 20s. Oh. Early 30s. Late, oh. late 20s. I don't Criminal, know. war criminal. It's not, cri- why are you making the restaurant all you can eat sushi and then charging me for the extra, sushi? just say it's a normal sushi restaurant. What's the That's point? That's
0: you do have a point there. Thank mm. you, mm. Utters, thank well, you. No, no, you have no point. Oh, oh. Leave it there, pay the price. Those pie. Gave their lives. And we all know those are very intelligent creatures. They've written books. Hmm. They, uh, there's that, uh, octopus, the, man, this they have the brains of like a, I think they've done studies, octopi have the brains of like a 25 year old graduate. What? Yeah. Of, yeah, someone who went to Brown University. Oh. That's how smart they are. Hmm. You yeah. know, that's how smart, uh, and, and they gave their lives and you're like, eh. I don't want to pay for this. There's a
3: documentary called My Octopus Teacher. So that means that octopuses are like certified tenured teachers.
0: Right. Also, professors. did you see, did you stay and watch the credits? You know who directed the movie? The octopus. That's right.
1: Oh God. That's right. And you
0: know who got the funding for it? Other octopi. Mm-hmm. That's how smart they are. Well. And that's how smart they be. <laughs> um. Sorry. But if we're talking about sea creatures, I had to go a little bit into a pirate. Uh, Sona, yeah. you are undoubtedly the worst person I've ever met. <laughs> what
3: the uh, hell? Yeah.
0: I'm getting now where I'm. I'm looking, I have a device here that allows me to see the listeners. And yes, overwhelmingly it's coming in, people think, that you're a, a monster. Yeah, oh, we're gonna good. have to monster.
3: remand you into custody right now, straight from the courtroom. Yeah,
0: right. you're being sensed. You know what we're gonna do now? We're gonna go back to that all you can eat sushi place.
3: And you have to And you
0: are going to bring the li- live fish to those restaurants. <laughs> what? How you're f- gonna bring live fish to those restaurants and you're gonna show them what you did. They'll be kept alive in oxygenated tanks. Huh. And uh, they will, and you will confess to the crimes at that restaurant. Okay. And then we'll leave the fish there at the restaurant so they can be butchered and thrown out by someone else.
1: <laughs> uh, I didn't
0: give this punishment a You're lot
1: really bad at punishments. I was about to say that. So you want me, wait, you want me to bring fresh fish to a sushi restaurant and then make them make me sushi? And then- I'm not
0: great at punishments. Okay. Uh, but Sona, if you disagree with me, I'll put you in a jail cell made of white chocolate. And you'll be forced <laughs> to watch Different Spoons, seasons one and three. That's your punishment. Different oh.
1: Spoons? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> you mean silver, Strokes and Silver, silver
0: Strokes. Oh, you're what? on trial. So get, what watch. You're on trial. You're gonna watch Silver Strokes and Different Spoons.
3: <laughs> silver Strokes is what you're having right now. Yeah. <laughs> you messed um, up.
1: I love it when you mess up. This yeah, is my favorite- You're trying to make me look bad. You messed up. No,
0: on purpose, you know what I did? Huh? I switched it around on purpose to give everyone out there in their morning commute a little giggle. I don't want to
3: do this because I hate, hate when people do this, but it's not octopi, it's octopuses. It's Greek.
0: I was referring to octopuses that have been ground up and put into a pie, which is referred to as an octopie. So that's what I was referring to. I don't know what you were talking about, but I'm correct. When octopuses are chopped up and minced and put in a pie, it's an octopie. Your honor, I rest my case. Sona, guilty, Gorley guilty. Oh, here's the verdict for Conan. Oh, innocent and gets a $900 credit And any Bob's no. big boy in kangaroo the area. No, kangaroo no way. Nope, uh, mm-hmm. trust me. Nope. I am judge, jury, and sex uh, um,
1: Oh, what
3: a way to die.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> End of segment. <laughs> Conan O'Brien needs a friend. With Conan O'Brien, Sona Movsesian, and Matt Gourley. Produced by me, Matt Gourley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs, Joanna Solitaroff, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson and Cody Fisher at Earwolf. Theme song by The White Stripes. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. Take it away, Jimmy. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair, and our associate talent producer is Jennifer Samples. Engineering by Will Beckton. Additional production support by Mars Melnick. This has been a Team Cocoa production in association with Earwolf. Just in and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today.
1: Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact. With semi sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch, it's everything classic in one bite sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks.